Hello, hello, hello. You're tuned in and listening to the Grandson of a Pastor podcast with your host, Yurik. And yes, I am truly a grandson of a pastor. Again, I'd like to thank all of my listeners of Grandson of a Pastor, of those people downloaded and streaming from all over the world. Again, we are in over six countries now with multiple downloads of all the four episodes prior to this one. Uh, today, I have a real treat uh, for you that's going to, uh, a man uh, activist that's going to actually come on the podcast and share with us today. Uh, this will be our second guest. And again, I'd like to thank again all of the support that you are, are giving me uh, via your responses on my email at edware2020 at yahoo at gmail.com. And also, you can send your correspondence to P.O. Box 34153. Louisville, Kentucky, 40232. Again, this is episode four of Grandson of a Pastor. And today we're going to get into a real hot topic that's right now uh, that is real streaming along in all of the United States cities. Uh, it's a issue that has come up and has been an issue for many, many years. But now uh, with the rapidness of these killings of unarmed African-Americans, minorities in the United States. We have brought on a guest, uh, Reverend Jerome Sutton. Reverend Jerome, say hello to the guests and tell us a little bit about yourself and all the things you have been doing in the community uh, as of late. Thank you, uh, Brother uh, Yurik, for this opportunity uh, to come and share with you. I'm honored and absolutely delighted to be here this evening. Yet there is a draining spirit um, that is tugging at my being with all of the drama that's unfolding in Louisville as we speak. Uh, there are probably a thousand or two thousand people protesters, demonstrators, concerned citizens uh, marching now in downtown Louisville. And uh, so I just want to read. Can I read a passage real quick? Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Um, it's from Galatians, uh, the fifth chapter and verse one. It says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free. And be not entangled again against again with the yoke of bondage. That's just the first verse. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty or the freedom. Really, in the Greek it says, in the freedom wherewith Christ had made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Uh, so tonight, in some way, uh, we're going to talk about freedom. Okay. Freedom. Uh, how our freedoms that we presently enjoy ha have been threatened by uh, hostile, indifferent police officers and, and other entities in our city. Uh, so let me try to introduce you myself. I'm Reverend Jerome Sutton. Uh, I pastored for over 20 years and retired at 
early age, but I've always actively been involved in my community. It uh, goes back a long time, and, and we still uh, are actively involved in our community. I thought that I would not have to uh, do the work I'm doing now, and I thought I was going to be able to ride my sled down the snow-capped mountains without any kind of turbulence or trouble. But as I grow older, that's trouble, Brother Yerrick, everywhere. Yes, everywhere. Um, everywhere there's trouble. Uh, and I sit it down, and nobody, I mean, the, the virus, the coronavirus is trouble. Uh, uh, the death of Miss Taylor is trouble. The death of George Floyd. It's trouble. Death of Amir Arbery. It's trouble. It's, so we are facing so much trouble. And it's a, so um, we started the Louisville African American Think Tank at my second parish, a church. And that's been over 40, no, not, not quite 40, about 25 years ago. The thing, thing, Louisville African American thing, thing has been around that long, and here recently we started a newspaper called Colors, and the impotence behind it is because we wanted to tell our own story, brother Yuri. Mm -hmm. We had surrendered our story over to us, others, and they were not correctly telling our story, and I don't know if it was intentional or it was if it was malicious. I uh, was it through ignorance, but they never tell our story exactly. And who better to tell our story than we ourselves? Yes. I'm tired of folk trying to tell how I feel, mm -hmm. uh, how I should think. And, and I'm tired of, and, and so that grew out of a sense of uh, desperation, colored uh, newspaper. It's a featured newspaper. And let me try to define that. We don't cover the news mm -hmm. per se. We just write about things. We got authors from California. We got educators. We, and we write about what affects uh, particularly and specifically black folk. Can't nobody tell me, uh, nobody in, ought to have the nerve to try to tell my story. Yes. Can't nobody walk in my shoes, mm -hmm. you know. So let me tell my own story. Yes. And uh, and those that are friends, they understand that I would not have the nerve or audacity to go into East End of Louisville and try to tell the story of somebody that lived in the East End of Louisville. I would have no idea how to tell that story. But God forbid, I can tell my own story. Yes. I know how it feels to be discriminated against. I know how it feels to be the last one hired and the first one fired. I know how it feels, so let me tell my story. And so uh, that's where we are today, and, uh, and I hope that something I say may uh, help you along the way and uh, make you question what you're going to spend your life with and doing. And, and that's where we are tonight, Yerick. Uh, I know I've talked too long already, but 
uh, I'm sorry about that. No, you, you're fine. So on the Breonna Taylor uh, situation, what is the outcome that you want and you want for the people of Louisville to get out of uh, the killing of Breonna Taylor? You know, now I'm I'm a free Negro. I I'm just free. Yes. You understand? That's what the the author was saying. Uh, Paul was saying in Galatians five, I'm free. So I'm going to be brutally frank with you as the questions you pose to me. Yes. This is what ought to happen, and it will really uh, you can never rectify mm -hmm. uh, because Brianna. Uh, was a blessed child. Yes. Now let me tell you in uh, the real story. Now we raise our children, of which I had five, with the idea to stay out of trouble. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can tell the story. I might weep, but we raise our children and tell them to stay out of trouble. Yes. And go to school, get you some education. And get a job and take and get a family. And, and and that's what we hope for our children. And Miss Taylor Brianna Taylor did exactly that. Yes. She went to school and paid the price and suffered through school. Mm -hmm. Now what do we tell our children today? Uh you may do all of that, but at the end of your story, the police may knock on your door, then kill you. Yes. That's not the way that story ought to be. Yes. Y'all told us to go to school, mm -hmm. to work hard, yes. get a family. Mm -hmm. And she was on her way. Yes. And then the insidious, crippling, uh, devastating, maniacal, Actions of the police department yes. killed this young, beautiful girl. So you ask the question, what should happen? Yes. Mm. You know, I'm a preacher. And so anyway, uh, i tell you the truth what ought to happen, Yerick. All right. You're the son of a, a, a grandson of a, a preacher. And uh, so this is what ought to happen. Yes. Number one, those four men are the whoever. Uh, how many ever it was, I think it was four, wasn't it? Yes. That was involved in the shooting. They ought to be fired right now. Yes. We, and y'all been telling us, wait for the process. Yes. You know, let's let the process play out. Yes. We've been waiting for 400 years for the process to play out. Yes. And every time we wait, it's never no good. Yes. I mean, I always come back with not guilty and wait a little while longer. That's why folk are so enraged today, Yurik. Yes. They got the, the waiting of 400 years on their shoulders. Yes. Black folk are tired. Yes. We are just tired of being tired. So the four officers ought to be fired, prosecuted. Uh, the FBI's investigating it, the... Uh, Attorney General, the city of Louisville. Now, what's going to happen is this. Yes. They're going to take that process, come back with a uh, insignificant verdict, and then 
We hope something on some level happens. So what I say to this is that simply this. Farm now. Why, go, why are you going to wait to the price? Get rid of them now. And then if our mayor had any culture, yes. if our mayor had any class, uh, if he uh, had any dignity, not only as a mayor, but as a man, yes. if it was his daughter that was shot down, assassinated in her own home, and she was doing the work of serving our community with the coronavirus. So they ought to, the mayor ought to go now, take the, uh, it may help soothe the pain, but the mayor ought to get up with his uh, uh, sense of curtsy and, and go to that family and, and give them, offer them some kind of conclusion to this. What are you saying? You can't put no price on uh, Breonna Taylor's life. Yes. But he, uh, the, the city not going to pay for it? No way. The city's insurance going to pay for it. Yes. Give that family $10 million. Write a check for $10 million. The, uh, the affairs. I remember, I think it, I forget the gentleman's name, but our former mayor that was a lifetime mayor, he had... Jerry Abramson. Jerry Abramson. He had the courtesy uh, to go to the family that was killed. Her son was killed by the police. He said, I'm not going to apologize and give my condolences as the mayor. Yes. He said, I'm going as a man, as a citizen of the city, and offer my condolences. He said, I'm not walking in. He went to a, a local church after I told him to do it. I told the former mayor, go to that family and apologize. And he did it. And then that helped heal the wound, not only of the family, but of our community. Yeah. Uh, am I talking too loud right here? No, no. I'm you, sorry. You right on it. You right on it because I can feel your anger and, and, and the anger in the community. And, and This is what we're here for. On Grandson of a Pastor, we're not going to pull any punches. As, as the foundation, we are imperfect souls Mm. On an imperfect walk. So, uh, as I said at the at the beginning of this podcast journey, that we're gonna have people on this podcast that you will agree with, people on this podcast you're gonna disagree with, but on this podcast we're gonna tell the truth and nothing but the truth. And mm. right now, Rev, you telling us exactly what the truth should be. Hopefully, with through this podcast and through the things that you are doing in the Louisville community, that it will spread all over the United States. And begin to heal the wounds slowly because, as you said, we've been going through this for over 400 years. Yeah. So I am very pleased with your way of you articulating the anger that people in Kentucky are feeling, those in Georgia are feeling, those in Minnesota. Because when I think about the murder of Brianna, but more importantly, the murder of George Floyd, I think about it because uh, we all as boys and men – we all have wrestled uh, with our counterparts. And when, when that person get on you and, and you know that you don't have any fight, you say, I, get up, get up, get up. Or when they scream at I can't breathe, mm. you know it's time to get up. But that officer continued to just press on. 
another human being's neck. And I believe that with the combination of Brianna and Mr. Arbery down in Georgia, I think that just, just, just was the light and the fuel that has sparked this entire movement all across the country from California to New York, all the way down to the South. We are just simply tired of what has been going on. And, I, and I've seen these different shares of people uh, with an opinion. Some are saying that we should take the uh, MLK approach by having a peaceful march. Some talking about we should take the Malcolm X approach uh, to this situation that's going on right now in the United States. So I just want you to think, tell us, the listeners of Grandson of Pastor, what do you think as citizens, black citizens in the United States, what should we do to try to move this issue forward? Uh, and I know it's not going to heal the wounds of the past, but it's a, as, as people, we got to begin to have the conversation and begin to move legislation uh, that's for us because these mayors, Greg Fisher, all these different governors and and and, and, and we just frankly say the president, we got to come up with an agenda that's suited for us because they are coming to us each and every year asking for a vote. Mm. And what do y'all have in it for us? Um, I think that um, it's really, uh, and as I said earlier, we, people are just tired. Yes. Uh, tired of, and this, I mean, there's really a deeper underlying pressure yes. valve that it very well could burst at any time. Mm -hmm. And we talk about the violence we see. Now, I'm not advocating violence, yes. but we're talking about the violence we see now. Yes. If this pressure uh, burst, yes. we want America will be in, uh, engulfed uh, from state to state. And not only with black people, but all of us have had uh, uh, somebody's foot on our neck. Yes. Like Mr. Floyd. And, yes. You know, his last words when he died was mama. Yeah. He cried out for his mother. Yeah. Uh, what a love for a son that in his last breath he would call out for his, I think it was Jerome, uh, the, the uh, AG, uh, for the whole country. What's his name? Jerome, somebody. But anyway, he used the word mama and black folk got uh, upset about it. But anyway, um, there's a deeper pressure valve. See, uh, people on this earth, we believe in the democratic, the capitalistic system as it is, but the gap is getting too wide. Yes. yes. I mean, we are working and working all of our lives. Mm -hmm. And then after retirement at 65, if we're lucky, we end up with nothing. Yes. A house that hopefully that may be paid for if you didn't have to second mortgage it for your kids to go to college. Then our cars are broken down. We might be lucky to take a vacation, but all the while, these Fortune 500 companies are drilling a hole in our neck. They're making all the profits. Yes. And we end up with nothing. How is it that one man is bordering on becoming the first zillionaire 
what's his name? Uh, on Amazon. Amazon, yeah. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Yes. During about, I think it was about 60 days, Brother Yerick, he made $434 billion in 60 days. 60 days. Yes. And yet all the while, America, the working class, uh, we are waiting on a stimulus check yeah. for $1,200, and we're supposed to celebrate a, simil- a stimulus check. Yes. So what I'm saying is that the, that's how deep the issue is. We got to start uh, making these Fortune 500 companies make a little less. And uh, I know that's Kroger, Yes. Uh, the company. There's uh, COOC. Uh, CEF, he made a $20 million bonus check. And while they took away the $2 hour wage increase for the workers of Kroger, then gave them a $400 bonus. So uh, the, the issue is really deep. And I think that what we need to do in America is reevaluate what capitalism really is. Now I'm upset. I'm filled with indignation uh, uh, about what happened to to my sister Brianna Taylor, and you know I have three daughters. Yes. Uh, something somebody would pay for that. Yes. You understand? They I that I would end up in jail with a book to read because ain't nobody gonna kill one of my daughters. Yes. You understand? And, and tell me to wait until the process uh, take its place. The process has never mm-hmm. taken the right outcome. We've been waiting, and I mean that very seriously. Yes. I wish to hell, excuse I didn't mean to say that. I wish somebody would yes. touch one of my daughters or yes. one of my sons mm-hmm. and then claim it's an accident. Yeah. Well, you're going to pay for that accident. Yes. You, know, you just can't be walking around. Yeah. I was, uh, can I tell you a little story? This yeah, happened ahead. the other day. Yes. I was down at 18th Street, and uh, somebody came up to me I've known for years. This is the way people feel. Yes. I mean, people are, are really, I'm not just being a dramatic uh, preacher, but this is the way where people are. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Now, if you notice what all of this opulence, all this wealth in America, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, and we are not sharing in it, but we working like dogs mm-hmm. so they can get rich. Somebody told me, if you want to be rich, you work for the poor. But if you want to uh, become rich, work for the poor. If you want to live with the poor, work for the rich. That's the way it just is. But somebody told me the other day, sitting on the corner of 18th and Muhammad Ali, our officers down there, the colored newspaper. Now, every, this Friday at 7 o'clock, like we did last Friday, we had about five, 600 people that are just tired. We had Hispanic brothers, Hispanic sisters. We had our white brothers, our white sisters, our black brothers, our black. We had, and we had a, a peaceful march. Yes downtown and we're going to do it again this friday okay meet meet at the ac hotel down at nulu we're going to meet about 6 30 and we're going to start 
exactly at seven with a peaceful march. Yes. And we are starting uh, an initiative called Reset Louisville. Mm -hmm. Reset Louisville. Um, um, so we're going to be marching with that. And, and so anyway, uh, this young man was telling me this story. He said, Reverend, and I, you know, I've known this guy for a little while. I didn't know he thought like this. Mm -hmm. He said, what you ought to do? Because we already got colored newspaper. We're telling the story. And if you want to get a copy, you got to come down in the West End and get a copy. And what we've done, we have created a, a job for young boys. Yes. Uh, last summer, we had about 25 young boys selling that paper. Yeah. They were making 30 and $40 a day. And I, and I mean, they was making sometimes as much in tips as they were selling the paper. Yes. But the sad commentary about that, one of the young boys uh, about two, maybe 40 days ago, was killed. 15 years old. 15. Shot, killed. Yes. At the hand of another black young boy. Yes. And at 15 years old, he had, he had two brothers 15. This is a true story, and then I get back. I know I no, no. Go ahead, uh, go ahead. Tell and, us, and, tell us truths. Tell yeah, us truths. He had two brothers, and they would come over uh, during the summer and get twenty-five, fifty papers, and whatever they sold, they kept half and brought us half back, yeah. so we could reproduce the next paper. And two of his brothers would come with them, and then one of them uh, would stay at our office because. He was too young. He was only about eight, seven, eight years old. So I would watch him while his two older brothers go out and sell papers. And uh, he touched my heart. This is what he did. And he's gone on home to be with the Lord. Uh, uh, he said, Rev, I, I said, what you do with your money, man? He said, well, my mama needed some money to buy some food. Yes. That's where we live and operate from. People are tired and and but this is what he did—a a benevolent gesture on a behalf of a 15-year-old boy. So when school started uh, last this year, when it started, he had uh, went and bought his two younger brothers some tennis shoes mm. and bought them some school clothes. Yeah, and took them to the barber in school to get a haircut. But now they lost because somebody killed him, 15 years old. This is a true story. I'm going to write a book one day. I've seen not only this, but a whole lot of other things. Uh, I'm 63 years old, and uh, uh, but God been good to me. I, I really mean he has. But somebody came to me uh, last week. I think it might have been Friday. I was waiting for some fish, and he said, Reverend, a year ago, he said, this is what you ought to do. Okay. He said, you ought to start a secret society. Hmm. I said, what do you mean? His name was Michael. I, and, and I've known him a long way. I didn't even know he thought that radical. Yeah. He said, you ought to get a special group of black men, mm -hmm. a special society, that when stuff happens like this Breonna Taylor, we ought to be able to call them, this special group, yes. and, and send them out to go get those police officers. Yes. And go get them because what, whatever happens to them will not be judgment for them. Yes. They still going to be walking around. 
Yeah. That family's still going to be suffering. And I said, Michael, I've known you for 25 years. I, he said, he said, that's on his way. And he said, this is what he said. Everybody can be found now. All you got to do is Google the name. Yes. And you can find out where they live. And you can go get them. He said, we, he said that's what we ought to start doing rather than waiting on uh, the system because the system have never worked for us. And I mean that literally. 400 years, we've been waiting for 40 acres in a, in a mule. Mm -hmm. 400 years, we, we've been waiting uh, for things to get better. And, and I, if it wasn't for the camera, uh, Miss Taylor, uh, situation wouldn't be known as is known. Yeah. Uh, Floyd, is that his name? Yeah, George Floyd. Yeah. George Floyd. And uh, we wouldn't have known. They would have had free ride and no accountability mm -hmm. for his death. I know I'm tired. Yes. Uh, we all are. Yeah. We all are. You tired, you hear it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Again, on grandson of a pastor, we got Brother Reverend Jerome Sutton, community activist here in Louisville, been putting in work for over 40 plus years. Mm -hmm. On behalf of our people uh, in the Louisville community, we'd like to again thank uh, Brother Sutton. Has it been thirty minutes already? No, no, no. We 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 not finished. We not okay. finished. Yeah, we gonna we gonna keep going. No, we not gonna rush you off the air. Because okay. right. on, on grandson of a pastor, we normally go thirty minutes, but we we guess right on it. But we we right now in the middle of of, of an issue right now in the state of a country uh, that is in peril because of the death of. Uh, these African Americans in such a short period of time. Because my thing in, in thinking about this death uh, with the Breonna Taylor case, and then you had the Amar uh, Arbery case in Georgia, and then you had the George Floyd. The cases are beginning to come so close together, mm. and 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 I just don't understand what would possess an officer of the law who is paid by us yeah. to protect and serve, knowing. The things that have happened in Georgia, which he known. Yeah. A thing that has happened in Louisville, which he known, to just have the audacity and the courage and also have other officers right there on the scene that didn't even think to say enough's enough. Mm. When are we going to hold our people accountable? I'm talking about the judges. Which we had a judge here who who, who stepped up and, and released uh, the boyfriend of Breonna Taylor. Okay. We did have a judge that stepped up and done that. But when are we going to have other judges, community leaders, our governors, our president, our mayors, really going to step up or we just sit home and not vote? Mm. When, when you, Brad, when do you think we're going to get I, to that I, I point? I'll tell you what's going on. You know, this is... I'm not a gloomy theorist, but but this is what I'm afraid of, Yuri. Okay. And I mean very seriously um, that something's going to happen. Mao Zedong, the emperor of China, said this, that at any time, at, at any place, uh, the world's going to just explode. Not necessarily with a bomb. Yes but it's going to explode to the point where you're going to have pure anarchy yes. that's going to run the land uh, because we're not doing nothing to release that vow. 
Yeah. The pipe is getting tighter. Yes. And I mean, not just for black folk, but poor white folk. They've been working as hard as we have. Yes. And they end up with nothing like we do. Yes. But Mao Zedong said that the world gonna can't explode America. He said America particularly and specifically that he called America the great paper giant. Yes. Now we're the great technology giant. And he said that people are just gonna get tired because you can't treat, you can only, I mean, it's been 400 years. I mean, what do they expect? Yes. I mean, come on now, I'm tired. And my father, I'll tell you this story. My father, God bless his soul, he gonna be with the Lord. Uh, he was a good old fella. Uh, he was about five foot five inches, short guy. Yes. <laughs> but he was a working Negro. He bought a house, Eric, mm -hmm. on the colored line. Yeah. Nobody know what that is, but let me explain it right to you quick. And have we been on thirty minutes no, already? We good. We good. We good. This come on now. Uh, come on. He bought a house on the colored line. Yes. This is a literal true story. On at twenty fifth and Standard. Uh, my father bought a house at 2336 Stand. I still remember it in my brain. Yes. We were the first black family to integrate that community. Mm -hmm. He could not buy, they would not allow him to buy a house at 26th Street, but he could buy a house at 25th Street. Yeah. He bought a house two years before we had a right to vote at 2336 Standard. And those white boys over there, uh, used to whoop me and my brothers anytime they got ready. Yeah. Until we got bigger. Yes. You understand? They were bigger than uh, and older than then we fought. Yes. We would have a fight every day. Yes. But the truth of the matter is, they didn't understand it that they in the same boat like us. Mm -hmm. They gonna work and die with and die with nothing. So, Mousy Tongue said that we gotta be careful, not only in, only in America but the world. Uh, there's two. Uh, there's a group that some of the richest people in the world that meet in Switzerland uh, once every three years, mm -hmm. and they determine what happens. So that might be another conversation. But I'm just saying that we don't know what's going to happen. I I do not. I will not be surprised, Jerry. Yes. If one day we get up and the whole downtown is on fire. Yes. I mean, just breaking windows. I'm, I won't be surprised mm -hmm. if uh, people of good conscience and good will that know God will rise up against this uh, evil system. Yeah. Uh, it's not fair. It's not equitable. And I mean, poor folk of all races going to come together and say, we're not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, somebody making $434 billion. And why are we getting uh, $1,200? He made $434 billion. I mean, what are they going to do with all that money? Yeah. And then that the rich club, the, the Gates and the Mark Zuckerberg, they talking about they're going to leave all that money. Uh, to that why, I mean, why wait till you die and leave it? Yeah. Give it now. Give it back uh, so people can enjoy their life. So I don't. I won't be surprised if I get up one morning, uh, some young boy yes. has taken over uh, the National Bank. I won't be surprised that to get up and 
And I was, matter of fact, I was in, then, I, then I'm going to close. Uh, I was in Michigan. And I was in Michigan about 10 years ago. I was up there for two years. A friend of mine, he's gone to be with the Lord, Bo. Most of y'all, any of y'all know Bo. Uh, he was a good friend of mine. And, and he introduced me, carried me to Cadillac Square yeah. up in uh, <laughs> Michigan. Uh, we think we, they got gangsters in Louisville. And Detroit was 30 miles from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah. I was up there, and uh, that's when the Chrysler 300 came out. Yes. That's how long it's been, the first time they came out. Yes. It was about 18 young boys went to a car lot that sold brand new Chrysler's 300. You know what they did? What's that? Stole them. Yeah. In broad daylight, they went and took 18 brand new Chrysler's 300s. Because you can't flaunt all that wealth yes. and opulence in the face of degradation and, and poverty. But so long, people are going to get tired. And uh, so what they did was they were smart. I mean, they used to walk around with guns, banishing. You mean, it wasn't nothing to see somebody with two guns in their pockets. You understand? And I just happened to have an entree because I knew both. They went in and took them cars. And you just, quite naturally, the police started chasing them. Two of the guys got out of the car yeah. and had a shootout with the police rather while the rest of them got away. Yes. So what am I saying that for? See, you can't flaunt all of that wealth. And that's what, when you hear about these, this rioting and what they this looting, yes. most of what they stealing is stuff they want they can't afford. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, uh, T-Mobile was destroyed downtown. They want a phone. They can't afford it. All they had to do, the system, is give away free phones. They went into Foot Locker. Yeah. All they had to do was give everybody, give them a pair of tennis shoes and a phone. But it's going to get worse than that. They, you know, they, we want more than that. We want healthy food. Yes. We want some organic food. Yes. Like the rest of the world is eating. Yes. But you look at it. They ain't stealing nothing but something they can't afford. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to the grocery store, uh, uh, raiding the grocery store. They gone, They went to Nike Town in my favorite city, Chicago. I love Chicago. If I could afford it, I would move there. Over Winfrey, start building some uh, 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 apartments and condominiums right on Michigan Avenue. The least expensive one was $3 million. Yes. $3 million. And before she finished, all the units were sold. So what did I say all that for? Yes. You can't keep doing this. Uh, letting the poor suffer the way they suffer. We're going to rise up one day. Yes. It's going to be total anarchy in America. Uh, what time is it now, Yerick? Yes, I think got, we've been out 40 minutes. Yeah, in. we 40 minutes in. Right, and, but, uh, and, what, and what I want to say on Grandson of a Pastor, we definitely going to have Brother Jerome back on uh, to talk about this topic that he has talked to me about, which is the topic of organic foods and, and the inequality of just food itself. So uh, we definitely going to have Brother Sutton back on for another on another episode of Grandson of a Pastor. Again, this is 
Yurik, host of Grandson of a Pastor, Imperfect Souls mm. on an Imperfect Walk, influenced no other than by our parents and grandparents, politics, politicians, mm. and most importantly, our religious beliefs. And again, mm. this is your host uh, with our special guest, Brother Jerome Sutton from Louisville, Kentucky, uh, talking about the issues that we are facing right now, not only in our city of Louisville, but also in cities all over the country as well as all over the world again this is grandson of a pastor with your host yuri thanks again before we close out episode five of grandson of a pastor again have you got any suggestions for the show uh if you disagree with anything that was said on episode five or any other previous episodes you can email me at edware2020 at gmail.com or you can send your suggestions or Feedback to P.O. Box 34153, Louisville, Kentucky, 40232. And to those who are peacefully protesting, continue to peacefully protest because this moves the conversation forward. And to those who are out there destroying property, looting, destroying the very properties that is in the communities that's there to serve that does not move the conversation forward it changes the conversation not in a positive way but into a negative way and then before we close out with my mother singing god is i like to have a prayer a prayer of hope a prayer of healing our father in heaven god thank you for allowing us to again gather peacefully. God, thank you for allowing this podcast to continue to grow and spread the love of you, their creator. God, thank you for just allowing us to assemble and think and have conversations of issues and pray for the families that have lost loved ones at the hand of police being unarmed, Black, brown, white. Pray for those families who have lost loved ones. Continue to pray for the officers. Teach them to have constraint. And also pray if this is not the job for them to resign and move to another. God, we want justice for all mankind. Not only here in Louisville, but in Minnesota. Georgia and all over the United States and all over the world. God continue to just wrap your arms around all of us and have a conversation peacefully. And I know we have grown weary. Uh, We want justice and we're going to get justice. And I know we've been looking for justice in a swift and manageable way, but God continue to just ease our minds knowing that you are the creator and you have all power in your hands. God, I just want to send a prayer of hope to all people that one day we can join and look at each other as brothers and sisters, as not as enemies, but as human beings who have been created in your image and in your likeness. God, just thank you for all the things that you are going to do during this pandemic. Uh, with the corona, with this pandemic, 
of these protests continue to just keep our eyes and focus on you because God, you can heal all and save all. Again, this is your host, Yurik of Grandson of a Pastor. Continue to listen, continue to download, continue to spread uh, the grandfather, Grandson of a Pastor podcast. Thank you. 